Hey, welcome family to my Irreligious Life podcast with your host, Jermaine Thomas, aka The Professor. Deconstructing and deconverting from your faith is a very difficult journey. The process can have psychological and emotional implications. Join us as we have a heartwarming and engaging dialogue around this and so much more. Let's get it, family. Hey family, this is your host of my Irreligious Life podcast, Jermaine Thomas, and this is our first home edition episode, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, Been putting up a lot of hype, actually for this podcast. I'm excited about getting on the podcast scene. This is something I've been wanting to do for about a year or two now, so outside of my vlogs and the things I've done via social media where I met many of you all that are listening and tuning in. You all take the opportunity. If you're seeing this via social media, like, share, please leave a comment. Let everybody know that my irreligious life is up. The first episode is up. I want to set stage for what to expect in these episodes And with this podcast in particular, and just share some inspiration behind it, I want to give a definition to the nuns and duns and when I reference it. So whenever you come and listen to my irreligious life, you have a foundation to refer back to in episode one to get a working definition of the rise of the nuns and duns or the nuns and duns that I'll be mentioning here on this podcast episode. So let me just dive here into this article. It's the News Herald 2021. And it just, to me, it grabs, it grabs hope to what I hope to dive into in this trajectory of conversation and dialogue Rather, that's interviews, conversations, and I'm going to say nothing is off the table on this episode series as we explore this subject, I believe, from um, an urban perspective. At least that's the lens I'll be presenting and looking at it through. But I know there's a lot of podcasts out there dealing with deconstructing, reconstructing, decolonizing your faith and all of that. I want to jump into the fray. Of the conversation that's out there and add to add substance to to some of the stories that I hear out there. And there's a lot of great uh, podcasts and things out there that's having these types of discussions. However, I want to do interview styles. I want to talk with people, the average Jane, the average Joe who attends church or who have stopped in. And there's tons and tons of people and there's reasons why they're not attending church or those that have deconstructed in or deconverted their faith. And so we want to hear from a whole range of perspectives, thoughts and thinking that's out there, great dialogue, substantive conversation and hearty interviews as we talk about and hear from people that are out there that are part of this community of nuns and duns. And I think there's a lot of uh, articles that's been written on this. There's a lot more research that could be done on this particular subject, but there's a lot of information out there in both the secular in the religious media arena when it comes to vlogs, blogs, YouTube videos, and conversations around this particular subject when it comes to the nuns and duns. But 
to give us this uh, working definition here, and it says religious nuns and duns are some of the fastest growing groups in America. For those unfamiliar with the terms, nuns are of those who self-identify as having no religion, including atheists, agnostics, and those who believe in God, but reject particular religious traditions. Duns are formerly religious individuals, often people who were highly involved but became disillusioned, and I would like to say disenfranchised with church altogether. And that's the heart to what my irreligious life will be speaking to, again, through various uh, mediums of interviews, conversations and dialogues similar to this man listen i'm excited about this just to give my two cents i'm not an expert on deconstruction but i'm in several communities and i have done uh, my own share of deconstruction over the years and so i think i'm at the upswing as someone would say in reconstructing some aspects of my faith and it looks very different than what it looked like maybe a year ago or even two years ago. And so Facebook, social media has a way of reminding you where you were. You know, stay humble, y'all. And don't never say what you're not going to believe. Beliefs um, have a way of changing. Um, and that's good. That's healthy. It's important and it's needed. And a lot is vested in our belief systems, you all. And so this is about my story as well. My irreligious life is also about my deconstructing journey, my deconverting in some aspects, given to the nature of how God is presented in one context of how I came up in Christianity versus my understanding and how I view God today or Jesus or any of that. And I, t I tend to look at that in a historical um, context and recognize what's already out there with the work and everything. And so where I am today is it is largely in total contrast to where I was years ago. And so you'll be hearing that in, in this nexus of conversation and dialogue that we'll be having. And I promise you, you all, there'll be something for everybody. There is something here for everybody. So get the word out, you know, get the news out that my Irreligious Life podcast with the host Jermaine Thomas is up and running family. Yes, it is. Listen, I'm gonna jump to this other article I want to highlight because this is the conversation that's out there in this home edition of my irreligious life. And when you refer back to episode one, you have a working definition, a foundation. Okay, that's what Jermaine was talking about. That's what he was looking to go. That's what he wanted to dive into. So we're going to dive into some of the statistics. We're going to dive into some of those that may be what you would consider quote unquote experts out there. But listen, the greatest expert um, is you and your own thinking between your ears. That thing is your expert. That gut, <laughs> that instinct <laughs> is also <laughs> and your significant other. <laughs> we need all of that to be a part of this thing that we're reconstructing in our lives to engage intellectually and not to leave out the mystery that comes with, I think, looking at religion in the context that it should be held in. There's some archaic, but yet beautiful there. There's something human in, in the religious context and the religious story. But it's when we've adopted these things as life principles to the degree where it suspends all 
notions and ideas of reasoning that explore or that defines all that is human or human aspects or giving us that humanistic lens that that tends to suspend any reason of thought in that way and then exalt Christian in this superiority framework, if you will. Shoot, just the matrix, right? This religious matrix. This becomes a part of that that networking of beliefs. It's a conglomerate. So it's not just one belief. This thing, this stuff is ingrained. It's indoctrination. And so when you've deconstructed, and there's a lot of critics that are out there, and a lot of those that are people that are not versed in any awareness or understanding of deconstruction, not in the community, in conversation around deconstruction or deconstructed in in some totality in and of themselves that really rock you to the core of the depth of your being there's a lot of emotional energy compiled in our belief system and so when you're deconstructing you are rocked you're in a crisis in, in some aspects and so there is a psychological and emotional aspect of this conversation that we're going to have on this podcast when it comes to talking about deconstructing deconverting decolonizing our faith in the nexus of the conversation hearing from the nuns and duns themselves instead of just people People parroting talking points or getting to uh, point proving in some aspects of that. But listen to this is from another article, the religious news. Let me see. Let me get the right quote here. The Rise of the Nuns and Duns opinion article by the News Herald. And Lindsay Lloyd is the contributing author here. And I just want to read a few excerpts from his article here. He says this. He says in a 2019 study Pew found that portions of the population described themselves as Christians and had declined by 12 points in the space of a decade, while other religious religions, especially Islam, have grown as a share of the population. But the biggest growth occurred among those with no religious affiliation. According to Pew, the nuns grew from 17% in 2009 to 29% in 2019. That's a big, huge jump. And I think that this was a inevitability, right, with when it comes to fundamental ideas, especially in, in the Western church, and the deconstruction that has been taking place over years. And so there's been like this fault line that's here, that's been there in the elections, the Trump era, you know, extubated uh, a lot of this stuff. It brought these fault lines to the surface. They had always been there, but they, they wasn't so obvious. And I think this leap in that era added to that, given to this formation of Christian nationalism. Again, is this stuff is not new to Trump era, but it's, it's been there. But again, it exposes these fault lines. Um, and it just wasn't really obvious to the eye. And that's why I say that this stuff here is 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 really systematic, pervasive. And it's going to take a lot of research to look at various aspects of what took place, especially among these statistics from some 2010 years. That's a big leap in percentage out there. But and this is not relative to the Christian faith. And so I don't want people to feel like I'm picking on Christians, right? When you have Mormons that are deconstructing, you have Jehovah's Witnesses. And so YouTube is filled with people with these deconstruction and deconverting stories um, and testimonial. Those fleeing Islam, those fleeing uh, persecution 
because they are atheists and, and renounce the Islamic faith as a whole. And so this is what's happening globally. This is a global phenomenon. And that's why I said more research and a conversation to be had under this. So listen, if you guys are out there and you're hearing so much about deconstruction, listen, it's so much more in depth research that needs to be done on the subject and so i'd be leery of anybody that's out there that's claiming to be any type of expert because people deconvert decolonize and deconstruct their faith from various reasons and, and we'll get into that we'll cover that we're here from people's own mouths the nuns and the duns and so this is to give voice to you all to give voice to your stories to give voice to what caused you is this um, definition said to be in disillusion, to be a part of the nuns or the duns. You know, I'm done with religion. I'm done with Christianity altogether. I'm done or non-affiliated with any church. I love God. I love Jesus, but I'm not doing the church thing again. It's, we hear various stories and representations of that. I can point in my life where I had these major shifts in my belief system, especially my religious beliefs. And that's what over the span of almost 20 years, right? Yeah, of my life and in, in, in being vested, starting out in a radio program, actually. And here I am full circle in a podcast talking about religion that I'm not necessarily fully vested in like I was when I started out on radio or Christian radio. And I started out in Christian radio, a friend of mine, so a good brother of mine, John Hinton, and he had a phenomenal drug outreach ministry, helping those navigate out of a lifestyle of addiction. And I was a part of that formation of that ministry and outreach. I was the second man in charge, if you will. And and it was phenomenal. We helped a lot of people navigate out of the lifestyle of addiction, whether that's interventions in homes, counseling, families, loved ones, husband, wives, sons, daughters, and the drug scene in Chicago and compound that with other elements that speak to the oppression and fighting struggle of African-American people with no access to adequate services and supports. So God is all you got in the services and you don't have to have insurance and things like that. And you can go for God and get your deliverance. That's what we presented for people in that, in that context. And that's why I started that. That's what led to my inspiration to go into social work in the social work arena because of starting out and outreach and, and helping people in that capacity. No previous experience in drugs like that sold them, yeah, but not experienced that lifestyle of addiction that I can offer that help. And I was just thrust into this thing and felt the anointing and the power of God, brother, would empower me. Now looking back, you know, didn't give anybody any bad advice, right? I gave them the best you know, insight I could at that time and the insight that I have. Now, going back um, and looking at it, I would definitely, from a social worker's lens today in 20 plus years in social services, I would definitely say some things different than what I would probably, what I would say now. But that's looking back. And so that's my introduction in Christian, right? I was vested. I was the street preacher. I preached on trains and buses in Chicago. I was the notorious street evangelist. <laughs> and we had a crew. So I was vested. So this is the context that I'm speaking from. These are the lens, the experiences that I've had across ministry. And so you'll hear some of that across the spectrum of conversations. You'll hear the, the whole 
host myself. Hopefully the stories that you hear on my irreligious podcast will will touch you where you are and speak to you, empower you. This this is a safe space. We will continue to be a voice uh, for those in the church setting, right, to navigate these spaces safely. And so I'm a part of a commitment <coughs> and a campaign to do that. I've been on a platform talking about predators in the church and just giving a social work perspective and lens from that and speaking to that and just the church. Li- listen to this. I think this is where we are. And, and, and I land the plane and end the conversation here. But this is the same article. This is quoting from another a pastor doing this article here. It says, Reverend Richie Butler, who leads a prominent black church in Dallas, adds a further category of the religious unaffiliated, the duns, those who have opted out of organized religion. Pastor Butler points to the need for the church to engage in some introspection. And I think that's very much needed. Given to all the scandals and stuff, Larry Reed Live, if you're into the uh, Christian pop culture in, in the urban community, there's a, blo- a vlogger who's very popular, who, who has a very charismatic church background and highlights the news of the day, the gossip column of gospel, <laughs> as some people would try to coin it and shape it. But yeah, but the stuff that finds its stuff there and, and social media and the conversation that's being had and the trauma that, that has been associated with religious fundamentalism, all of that needs to be spoken to and give voice to and so that and what this pastor is saying there is a need for introspection and so i think that there is a utility to church and so again i don't want this to sound or come off as some attack against the 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 church but there is a need for introspection he goes on to say some want something more authentic and feel like they can find that on their own versus going to a house of worship. He explains in Democracy Talk interview, religious leaders have to ask, where have we dropped the ball? And so that's a conversation. If pastors want to be, churches want to be a a vital um, aspect of this nation moving forward in a postmodern society, then pastors have to ask, where do we fit in this conversation, where are we? I think COVID showed us how central church is, right? That it, it was powerless to really help. And I'm not saying that the church, again, is a significant place. A lot of research on that for, for person spirituality, sense of community and connection that people can find in these spaces, okay? I think that that's to be noted, but also in these spaces have the potential for harm and have caused harm because there's no awareness around being trauma-informed. There's no awareness around um, the dogma, the the doctrines that we hold to fundamental ideas and how it can perpetuate religious trauma. So we're going to have those conversations, y'all. So thank you uh, for tuning in to my podcast. And so we'll get more into this, uh, more stuff, great opportunities to just dialogue and hear relatable conversation around the subject of deconverting, deconstruction, reconstructing your faith in conversations and giving voice to the nuns and duns. This is your host, Jermaine Thomas of My Irreligious Life Podcast, the home edition. Thank you guys for tuning in. God bless. Love you, family. See you next time. to my irreligious life podcast with your host jermaine thomas your go-to podcast for religious commentary and so much more 
by your religious life is a subsidiary of Black Bereans Media. And hit us up for sponsorship opportunities, family. God bless.